All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you're tuning in today, I am glad to have you on board. This is Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. This is NBA episode number two for the season, and it is Monday the 23rd of October, and we are officially two days away from NBA opening night. And what an opening night it's going to be. We got a banner getting raised in Denver for the first time with the Denver Nuggets playing host to the Los Angeles Lakers who they swept in the Western Conference Finals last season. And a nightcap is damn, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a hell of a contest. Uh, the Golden State Warriors hosting the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think as we mentioned last week, this Phoenix team is very, very good. They got the ball rolling with you know, with Bradley Beal. Coming to, coming to town in place of CP, and now CP plays his old team on opening night. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be some points in that contest, I think. Um, we'll hit on we'll hit on more opening day stuff. Then we'll uh, we'll chat about the best of the best in the NBA preseason today. A few teams going uh, on some very good winning streaks in the preseason. Toronto and Mini in particular. Um, we'll take out the trash as well. It's a small batch today, but you know sometimes that trash has always got to go out at the end of the day. <laughs> um, then we'll hit on our best bets for opening day, as well as some questions from uh, on our socials that we got hit up by. So yeah, we'll hit on that stuff all through today. So let's talk a little bit more opening night uh, with that banner getting raised in Denver for the very first time. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and co. get their rings in front of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to be a hell of a contest. It really, really will. Uh, Denver just about held on to everyone they had from their championship-winning team. They lost Bruce Brown, though, which is a big out. I think Denver will be hoping that Christian Braun can take that Bruce Brown role. Um, you yeah. know, Peyton Watson is a big, may play some minutes for Denver off the bench this season, you know, backing up Aaron Gordon. Hunter Tyson actually had a very good very good preseason for them. Julian Strother also had a great preseason for him too. So they've got some options, but it's definitely some big shoes to fill for them. Whereas you look at the other side of the fence with the Lakers, um, they, they kept everyone. They also added Christian Wood, which is a huge, huge pickup for them. Um, yeah, it really didn't work out for Wood in Dallas. He got paid, obviously, but uh, you know, playing alongside Luca, I think a lot of people thought that he could have been that guy to help you know Luca win win a title, and it really didn't work out for him. But he comes across to the Lakers as pretty much a fourth or fifth best option in that team, really. When you've got you know LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, who's going to take another leap this season. You know, they've already got D'Angelo Russell. Um, then you you know you have Wood, so that's like him and Russell are that fourth or fifth guy that can get him buckets, and that can only be beneficial for him and for the Lakers not getting the team's best. Yeah, let's be honest, best big. Like you know, AD is going to have all attention to him, so Christian Wood's going to have a lot more space to to get some buckets, and I think he can do that in a in a Lakers team that's going to score some points this season. They'll be they'll be fun to watch, no matter how old LeBron James is getting his still getting up and down the floor like he's 21 <laughs> he is yeah he'll go down as one of the greatest athletes of all time lebron not only one of the best players of all time but yeah it's the old benjamin button of the league the guy just doesn't seem to be 
aging at all or he's aging like a fine wine one or the other <laughs> yeah that's going to be that'll be a fun opening night contest i don't really know how that one's going to go uh but our but our nightcap like we said before phoenix and golden state that's going to be that's going to be an entertaining one cp playing up against his old team bradley beal with his new team um that contest is going to have some points for sure it will it's going to be a fun one to watch and to see how cp and steph curry play alongside each other we know they they really didn't like each other um as opponents so we'll see we'll see how they see how they go in the regular season they played pretty well obviously side by side in the preseason but let's see once uh, once things really start getting tough if we see <laughs> two old foes going at it um all right, well, let's hit on the best of the best of the preseason anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll run over some of those teams. Toronto finished 4-0 out east. Boston 4-1. Orlando 3-1. Out west, you had Minnesota go 5-0. Two of those games in Abu Dhabi against Dallas. Uh, Golden State finished 4-1 uh, with Jonathan Kaminga playing some excellent basketball in the preseason. Houston. Houston, yeah. Don't know if this is going to continue in the regular season, but they went four and one in the preseason, along with Phoenix going four and one as well. I think it was spoke about Phoenix's depth in the past, and it is great. So, no shocks to see them going four and one in the preseason. But we'll start with Toronto. Yeah, they're they're a playing team at best this season, but they played very well in the preseason. And someone who looked very good was Scotty Barnes, and I think it's clear to see why Van Fleet was, I guess, let go of to allow him to sign in Houston. Uh, we're going to see a lot of Scotty Barnes playing that point forward role this season. Um, and I think playing alongside, you know, Siakam, they're still going to... They'll cause some problems for a lot of teams. They're not going to win a championship, but they'll play good enough basketball to be in contention for that play-in. Obviously, picking up Dennis Schroeder as well. I think they, they'd want to hope that you're going to get the World Cup version of Schroeder, but you never, you never know with Dennis in the NBA. Um, but... I th- I still think they're they're a team to watch because I th- I think Siakam does get moved at some point this season if things aren't going all that great for Toronto. Um, I think they're just a team that should be building around Scotty Barnes and see what you can do with that. You know they've they've won their NBA title a few years back now. Siakam was obviously vital in winning that title with you know Freddie Boy and Freddie Boy's gone now, so it's almost like a changing of the guard in Toronto. So I feel like there's a move to be made for. For Pascal, um, and yeah, Toronto do open the season against another team that we've mentioned in the past, which is Minnesota, to make the play-in. Um, and yeah, they were both both went nine, well, I guess nine no combined in the in the preseason. So well played to them. So one team's gonna gonna lose their first game over the last few weeks. Um, Boston. Boston going four and one. They went small ball in their last game of the preseason with Derek White, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, Pussingas, and Tatum, and they absolutely dismantled Charlotte. They really did. You're gonna see a lot of that kind of look in the regular season with them going small, unless they need to kind of match up with with someone, you know, with a big like you know Embiid or whatnot. So you know, with Horford taking a seat in the last game of the of the preseason, uh, Boston do open the regular season at New York and that's always a spicy one that'll be on Thursday on ESPN it's always a good one to watch that contest so last season was madness when the when those two teams faced off against each other especially early in the season so it'll be fun probably will have some points again especially if Boston do look to go small uh, that matchup of Holiday versus Jalen Brunson is going to be a good one to keep an eye on that on that one 
Orlando we spoke about last time round uh, to make that play-in tournament. They were very good again in the preseason. Very good defensively as well. Um, copped 105 only once in the preseason. Held a couple of teams below 100. Um, yeah, I think if you if you've got a ticket on Franz Wagner for most improved, I think you'd be pretty happy with the way that he played um, in the preseason. Almost somewhat outplaying Paolo Bencaro, to be honest with you. So they're going to be they're going to be fun to watch. They're young. Uh, they're going to get after it. And like we've said in the past, they are a playing team this season for sure. We head out west. Minnesota going five and zero, like we said. Um, they yeah, they'll go as far as Anthony Edwards can take them. This team. Uh, I do love Shake Milton off the bench. He was very good in the preseason. I think if you can get that kind of version of him uh where he can give you you know 10 to 15 on almost every night would be would be beneficial to them especially when they've got to sit and you know you need a you need a guard that's going to take over and i don't think conley's that guy anymore so if you can get milton as just a quick microwave kind of player off the bench that'll be that'll be great for them uh golden state going four and one with kaminga averaging close to 22 a night uh he was he was amazing in the preseason, he really was um, someone who we feel like he's going to take that next step this season, especially with with Draymond, you know, out a little while to start the season. Uh, they're yeah, they they're going to be a high powered offense going at it. You know, Steph Curry was hitting game winners against Sacramento in the preseason. He's still still haunting the Sacramento Kings, and the season hasn't even started yet. To be honest, <laughs> that game seven in last year's playoff series was was incredible and yeah he's doing it doing it again in the preseason so as we mentioned before they will open up against phoenix on opening night and that's going to be a fun one uh we think chris paul will start on opening night alongside steph curry so that's going to be it's going to be interesting to say the least um you know having the way that steph moves off the ball as well as clay thompson having a guy like chris paul to find those two shooters they're just going to They'll light up the NBA again this season. Finally, having a key distributor like like CP, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good to watch. And you know, I think CP will have a little chip on his shoulder from getting traded from from the Phoenix Suns. So it'll be good. Uh, Houston four and one. How I don't know, but <laughs> they open the season against Orlando uh, at Orlando actually. But yeah, the addition of Van Fleet was huge for this team. Now, uh, yeah, they're not gonna make the playoffs. They're not gonna make the plane, but they're gonna take some strides this season. And having Freddie around, as well as adding, you know, Dylan Brooks, another guy that kind of copped it a lot, I guess, um, late in the piece last last season in the playoffs against the Lakers, they help experience-wise with it with a real young Houston team. But they'll help guys like Jalen Green, Shingun, who's like a poor man's Jokic. He he's very good though. Jabari Smith, you know, this is a young team that just needs a little bit of direction, and I think they're going to get that with those two guys coming into their lineup. There's going to be nights where they could beat some of these big teams, and a lot of people would be shocked by it, but I won't at all. Just given given how talented they actually are, but they just need that leadership, and they've got that now with with those two guys, Freddie Freddie in particular. So maybe it was no fluke that they went four and one in the preseason. Um, and another team who did go four and one was the Phoenix Suns, who opened with Golden State as well as traveling to the Lakers uh, on Friday. So that's uh. It's a tough opening swing for the Phoenix Suns, but yeah, they are incredibly deep. They got two huge games to start the season, like we said, on a West Coast swing, and 
they're going to be fun. They're going to be fun to watch this season for sure. Um, I think they might try and make a little bit of a statement on opening night for sure because this is championship or bust for Phoenix really. KD ain't getting any younger and Devin Booker, you can just see it in his eyes. He wants to win. So yeah, that's the best of the best of the pre-season. Um, give the garbage man a call. Let's see where he's at. Hang on. Uh, see you around. I think it's time to take out the trash. Yeah, he was a little bit late, but he's here. Uh, small, small piece of garbage today. Big piece of garbage in a lot of people's eyes, though. The people of Philadelphia, they are over James Harden. Uh, enough's enough. I'm sorry, James, but you are not that guy anymore. You do not demand what you feel like you demand. You were very good for a very long time, but you are just not that guy anymore. Um, and Philly need to try and get something for him. I don't know what they're going to be able to get from him. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really taught. Not really too sure who's going to want to take his contract on. I think that's the bigger issue. Um, the sooner they move him on, obviously, the better it is for Philly because it's going to turn into be another distraction like they had with Ben Simmons. Um, something needs to be done ASAP because you just need to hand the keys over to Tyrese Maxey and let him run the show with Embiid. Otherwise, this will drag on and it's... It, could be a disaster for Philly this season if he's still on this roster. Yeah, let's even say a month into a month into the season, especially if he's not not even showing up. So that's the uh, that's the trash for this week. Why don't we let's go around the grounds onto our socials and see what we've got out there for this week? We've got a message from at Thirty Home Games. How do you feel about the Aussies getting waived today and just the state of NBA talent being squeezed out of the league, whether overseas or early retirement? It's a great question. Let's start on the first with the Aussies getting waived today with Duop Reith and Jack White. Duop Reith's a tough one. He was actually playing some good basketball. He went 13-5-3 in his last preseason game with Portland. I think it's a poor decision to cut him. I really do. Because I think he is, he is NBA ready. 100%. Um, and I think there's a there's a spot for him in this league somewhere. Someone may pick him up, especially with Stephen Adams going down now in Memphis. They've got a big man spot to potentially take. Uh, so he could he could land there, not to say he starts or anything like that, but he could get into that rotation for depth purposes. Um, but Jack White, that's a tough one just given that he... His skill set is very similar to a lot of guys already in the league, so it's tough to see where he could potentially fit. You'd hope that somewhere in Europe is is after someone of his skill set because he can, he could definitely play over there and and be very very good, very good. I don't think he needs to come back to the NBL. Like I think he's a lot better than that. But in saying that, if it gets to a point where you have to, you've got to start playing some games because it is an Olympic year. And, you know, you can't be sitting out for seven or eight months on the sideline just hoping to make that Boomers team. The Boomers team's too talented now to to just walk in and think he can get in because he played in the NBA. So he's definitely got to find a spot somewhere. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if the NBA is that spot, but Europe could come calling for Jack. Um, And in terms of, you know, the talent getting squeezed out, you know, you guys like 
when you think of, of something like that, like your Kemba Walkers and your Dwight Howards and your and your Boogie Cousins and whatnot, Kemba's a guy that you, you could still kind of have on a roster and, and be okay with it. But I think guys like Boogie and Dwight still feel like, you know, they're the guys. And they're more of a distraction, I think, to have on a roster. So it's hard because what they did in their time was incredible. You know, Dwight is obviously... Uh, a Hall of Famer Boogie probably goes close for how well he was playing back then but they're just you know I don't think they're good enough anymore to make the impact that they think they can have that's the that's the that's a story there with them so I hope that answers your questions Um, let's go to another one at Sports Schmuck how do you think the Chris Paul and Curry backcourt is going to work out well Kind of like we mentioned earlier with CP, uh, you know, the way that Steph and Clay move off the ball to have a distributor like CP is going to be great to watch and extremely beneficial for for those two shooters and having the youth that they have off the bench, you know, swapping CP for someone like Jordan Poole. Scoring was never an issue for Jordan Poole, but I think it was the leadership of taking over, especially leading a second unit, that was the problem. I think Jordan always saw himself as someone who, you know, could score with Steph and wanted to, I don't know, he was taking a lot of bad shots when Steph and Clay were kind of on the court where you're not going to have that with CP. You're going to have, you know, more of that leadership kind of role and someone who knows his role within that team. And I think CP is going to be fine with scoring two points a night if he's dishing 15 assists or something like that to Steph and Clay. So I think it, I think it works for that and it also works with him coming off the bench and leading that you know, the, the youth brigade with Kaminga and, and, and Moody for Golden State to to help them get back into the playoffs and make a deep enough run, uh, having CP on board, someone who is desperate to win an NBA title, uh, could only be beneficial for this team for sure. And I think that, you know, going outside of that, having CP make his move for Jordan Poole, it's beneficial for the both of them, just given Jordan Poole's going to flourish in Washington and I think CP will flourish in Golden State. So, that's our socials for the week. As always, send your questions through because I'm more than happy to to answer any more on board next week, uh, especially by the time we'll be, we'll be getting some games underway. And speaking of games, I think it's time to have a look at our best bets for opening day and opening week. Show me the money! All right, let's try, Jerry. <laughs> let's try. Best bets for opening day. I'll be honest with you, don't really have one for the Denver Lakers game. If you are going to have something, I I think the Lakers are a sneaky there, just given that Denver could be a little bit distracted with the whole banner situation, um, just for the fact that it is their first. I think of, of recent times, that trend has gone towards the championship team, but for a team that hasn't actually had won one before, could be more of a big night for them. Um, so I think I'd lean towards the Lakers on opening night. I am taking the over 232.5, though, in the Phoenix Golden State game. I think that's going to be an up-and-down affair. Um, it's going to be very tough to stop that Phoenix offense there. Oof. Boy, oh, boy. They're going to put some points on the board this season. They're going to be a fun team to watch. They also could leak some as well. So we'll go with the over there. Let's have a look at Thursday as well. Dallas traveling to San Antonio in-state rivalry. 
Doncic v Wemby. It's I don't know if you remember a few years ago when New Orleans were playing and Zion Williams was on debut and and that team it was just the atmosphere was incredible. It was all about Zion. Whenever Zion did anything, he he went on that run. It was, it was incredible to watch. I think you're going to have something similar with Wemby. It's going to that opening night's going to be special in San Antonio, and I think the Spurs aren't the worst bet at the 235 or plus 135 mark. Jeremy Sochan could give Luca or Kyrie some problems with his length. You know, there's talk about playing him at point, so that's going to be fun to watch. I think that game could also be up and down, but we'll lean to the Spurs there. Uh, on Friday, another key battle. Milwaukee opened their season against Philly. Philly are a bit of a mess at the moment, just given the whole James, James Harden situation. And I think Milwaukee's got a chip on their shoulder. Giannis in particular, Dame coming in as well. I think he's going to be very, very excited. Uh, this could be an absolute rout, to be honest with you. Um, Milwaukee minus five, five and a half looks the bet for their opening game of the season on Friday. So, I hope everyone had fun with that one today. I had a lot of fun. I'm ready for this season to, to get underway. I can't wait. So, uh... That's Trash Talk with D-Bork, NBA Edition 2. I'm out. Have a good one.